Are you struggling to regain sustainability in your life and create a positive life stance? If so, listen in as courageous women share their empowering struggle of how they came through the trenches to restart and recreate a victorious life worth living. They took their power back, learn the secrets of how they did it, and you can too. Welcome to the Real Heart Talk podcast and 360 Network for Women. And here's your host, Pamela Duran. Hello, we're so happy to have Dina Burton with us. She is a beauty guru. And Dina's passion is to help people live their dreams, turning their goals into reality. She's helped to create other products and decided it was now time for her to create her own. She reveals cosmetics was formed in August 2010, and after years of research and planning, she began to promote and sell her products all over the East Coast. And now her products are carried in boutique salons and by Reveal Cosmetics Distributors. That is amazing. So let's welcome our guest, Dina Burton, Brunton, sorry about that, Brunton, and we um, would love to hear more about you, Dina. Okay. How'd you get into the beauty business? Well, I want to first say thank you for um, having me on your podcast, Pam. This is a, a, a phenomenal opportunity, and and I appreciate you trying so hard to say my last name correctly. <laughs> I messed Bruton. it all up. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Which trip people up a little bit, yeah. So, um, how did I get into the beauty industry? Um, the easiest way to answer that probably is that. Um, I found myself with a problem and then I solved it. So my mom cannot do hair. <laughs> she just cannot. <laughs> and um, myself, my brother, my sisters, we just had a lot of hair. And coming from a background of where, um, you know, you're supposed to be um, primped and pretty if you're a girl at all times. Um, I kind of felt out of place sometimes. And so I began doing some research and trying different things. Once I got to the age where my mom would let me do my own hair and I found out that I really, really liked it. And so I kept doing it and um, eventually went to cosmetology school and the rest is history. That is so amazing. And I love that. See, you solved a problem. That's what we do. When we see things going wrong, we want to step in and help others. And that's why Real Heart Talks here today, because I wanted to give a platform to people to validate their feelings and just to speak. Because after COVID, especially, people needed that. They needed an outlet to share. And what I observed is they really didn't have it. So I see on here that you are a motivational speaker as well and a creative director. That's amazing. And a branding specialist. So you went into cosmetology. You have so many skills and talents. But today we're here to talk about how you came out of your trauma. And so I'm going to let you go into that and speak about that, because I know there's plenty of listeners that are going to want to hear what you have to say and how you came out and came through and will help them on their journey in this type of trauma that you're going to describe today. Yeah, so um, although um, I was loved as a child, let's go on and get that part out of the way. Um, sometimes people don't know how to love you the way that you need to be loved. 
And I realize now that this went back to my childhood because I was searching for affirmation that I wasn't getting. Um, And so we know that when we don't necessarily get um, positive reinforcement the way that we need it, we go looking for it other places and spaces and everything that glitters sometimes to a person who's feeling um, less than seems like gold. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, later on in life, I found myself in a relationship that looked like gold, but it was literally just glittery. Mm-hmm. Um, at first everything was going really, really well. Um, I mean, everything was going well. I just can't even think of a thing that was going bad in our relationship. We didn't have arguments. Um, We had disagreements, but we didn't have like big blown out arguments. Um, Our children got along. Um, We're from the same belief system. Um, It just really, really seemed like a great fit. And I thought that I had found my person. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, later on in the relationship, we were together about eight years. Later on in the relationship, uh, because of some things he experienced, um, he began to be verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming up where you kind of are already used to it, it wasn't a big deal to me, but it also, I just had this feeling with me that just at this point in my life, it didn't set well with me. Um, I've been in relationships and had bad breakups before and kind of just accepted however that person behaved. But for whatever reason, this just did not, I'm not even going to say for whatever reason, because I know specifically it was God nudging me because I deserved more. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, um, yeah, I just decided that I had had enough. Um, was it easy? Absolutely not. A lot of times people ridicule people when they have dealt with, um, things that aren't easily seen like verbal abuse, sometimes financial abuse, even physical abuse sometimes is Mm -hmm. hard for people to see because people that have been abusing people, they've learned how to do it and get away with it. So it wasn't an easy thing for me, but I realized that through what I was already doing, um, working in my business, encouraging other women, um, helping other women to find their power. I was going to work every day helping other women to find their power, and I was still feeling powerless. And Mm -hmm. it's really, really um, funny to me now. Um, to think about how I was sharing and creating strategies and assisting other women so that they could elevate in different areas of my life. But I didn't think that I deserved it too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing that helped me when I decided and when I realized that, yeah, you deserve um, to be happy and whole as well. So I hope that was that answered your question. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's like you had an aha moment. You're like, absolutely. You know, I'm helping them. They're getting out. They're finding their power. They're making it through. Well, what am I doing? What 
I can do this. <laughs> Absolutely. I was already doing it. I was already doing it for other people. So why not figure out? Because what some people think it takes to leave um, a situation like that, it isn't always what you think. Yes, you need to have finances. Yes, you need to have shelter. Yes, you need transportation, right? Mm-hmm. But how do you even get to those things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to make some decisions and you have to do some things. And so that's what I was helping them do. Those tasks that seemed unimportant, but they really were the backbone of, bone of them um, moving forward in their life. And so, yeah, I just started doing the same things that I was helping other women do. So let's go deeper a little bit about that and talk about some of those things that you did to help some other women that are out there in this situation trying to figure out how am I going to get out of this? How, where can I get finances or where can I get shelter? What's, what is some strategies that you helped them with that you um, executed as well? Okay. So the first thing that I would say that I always recommend would be pay attention to your surroundings. And I know somebody's probably going to say, duh, but no, (laughs) pay attention. Like when you go to the grocery store, who's kind to you? Who always smiles? What what cashier always smiles at you, right? Mm -hmm. What places do you go where there are people that literally their job is to be helpful, right? Mm -hmm. Even your family member and family members and friends. Um, We've got to how can I say this? This is not an easy thing to do. No, it's not. This is not an easy thing to do. So the things that I'm saying, it might seem like it's just rolling off of my tongue. It's rolling off of my tongue now because I'm in a different place. But when I was walking through it, it was really hard, but I knew that I deserved more and I deserved better. And so if I could put up with and be strong enough and deal with what I was what I was dealing with, I can be strong enough for me to go and do the work to have better. So let me go in and say that. So I started paying attention to, you know, people that were kind to me. I might just ask them simple questions here and there just to see their response, if they were going to be helpful so they could kind of get to know me. And I kind of got to know them. I also had to stop isolating myself as a beauty professional. I work with people all day long. And so those people don't know what I go home to. The people at my church don't know what I go home to, right? My family and friends aren't there, so they don't know what I'm going home to. And so I had gotten to a space where I felt like um, I shouldn't be hanging out or going places with friends because you're in a committed relationship now and you're on your way to marriage and you need to be at the house with the kids. Like, yes, you do, but no, you don't because you're a human being too. So I was actually isolating myself. Mm -hmm. And so when you isolate yourself, it's easy to feel like what you've been dealing with is your reality and that's all you should expect. And so Mm -hmm. I had to start forcing myself. I would take my kids to the library in the evening and let them go to story time. And I'd go and sit Mm -hmm. on the other side and read a book. Um, I would... um, joining groups where I could network, where I met you, the Million Mom, um, million Dollar Mom Club. I would yes. join places like that. 
Um, one space that absolutely, uh, well, two actually, um, um, Class and Fabulous uh, Women's Networking is a space that I went to um, and I could literally be myself in that space. I didn't have to be mom. I didn't have to be Beyonce. I didn't have to, I didn't have to be anybody but Dina. So mm-hmm. it made me more comfortable. And so when I got to a space that I knew that I was ready to make the next move, I had already connected with people that I could call on to help me. Mm. That's wonderful. And that is, you said something right there that it's discipline. You know, it's like you may not have felt like going anywhere, but you knew you wanted to be in a better place. So you made yourself go, you know, take your kids out and be with other people. And that was good that you started asking questions. I feel like a lot of times when people come up to us, you know, they see that light inside of us, right? And they want something, but they don't, they're afraid to ask, you know, the Bible says, ask, you shall receive, knock, it shall be open, seek, and you will find, you know, and it's a simple matter of just asking because most people are compassionate. They do want to help. So it is, it is hard. It is, like you said, it is very hard to be in that place, but you are so beautiful. And I'm so happy that you took those steps. So those are some steps that you took. And I know that when we talked earlier, you said that, um, so this was your boyfriend, y'all were going toward marriage and you've realized that he's a narcissistic, he had narcissistic tendencies. So go a little deeper and talk about that, those tendencies that you recognized and how that impacted your life. Yeah. So, um, a lot of times narcissistic tendencies, look like normalcy. They look like, um, for me, they look like correction. And what I mean by correction is, you know, there are certain things sometimes in relationships where we have to kind of help one another, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it looked like he was helping me be a better person. I, I talked before about um isolating myself I'm I I don't like a whole lot of people just like hanging out here and there but I'm a great hostess like when I've decided that hey we're having a party or we're doing this and we're doing that I'm a great hostess but I just cut off all of the extra things that I was doing because of little things here and there that he would say that made me feel like I wasn't um, giving him um, all of what he should be getting from me as a spouse. We, we were engaged. We were engaged. We were living in the same home, getting ready to um, be married. And so having not been married before and wanting to um, lean on his leadership, I didn't question those things. I would literally just fall in line. And eventually I realized, gosh, I mean, you ain't got no friends, girl. (laughs) You you know, you don't, you don't go anywhere. You don't, you got a closet full of clothes that you don't need because you don't go anywhere anymore. Like that's weird. Um, but it would be little things. It would, it would be, it would start with little things. Um, 
I'll give a perfect example. Date night was Friday nights, okay? No matter what comes, what goes, date night, Friday night, every week, it's date night, right? And so it would be, um, well, I've got to work a little late. And so instead of us going to the the movies or whatever, whatever time, I think we started date night at like seven. So instead of us starting at seven, we're going to have to start at eight tonight. I'm going to be a little late. Well, if I was going to be late, that would have been a problem. Yeah. But because it was him, it wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it was going to be, oh, we'll have to go to a late movie. And then it would be, well, I'm not going to get off until too late. So we're going to have to miss it this week. We'll make it up next week. And then next week would come and maybe that wouldn't happen either. Things like that. Um, complaining about how I dress, what I wore, makeup was a big deal. Makeup was a big deal, um, which was weird because I was in the beauty industry. When we- I know, I was just gonna yeah, say that, yeah. but it's but again, it's done in a way that makes it seem innocent, and mm-hmm. it's not right. because this is my body that God gave me, so yes. anything that I put on or in it is my choice. So, but for a lot of uh, people, they feel like, yes, you can have your opinion, but you don't have the right to tell someone how they should look. But there are a lot of men that feel like that, that is normal and that's okay. And because Mm -hmm. to a degree I was raised seeing that, I kind of thought it was too. Well, yeah, it it just would be one thing after the next, after the next. And it keeps just knocking you down and making you think in the back of your mind that you just can't get nothing right. Like you remember, what was, what was the movie where they called him, can't call the guy, can't get right. Like it just make you feel uh, like you can't get right. You know, yeah. you just lean into what that person's saying. But one day, because I'm a really good listener when I want to be. Um, I asked a question about something that was changing and I'm like, okay, you said a last week and now you're saying Z this week, like, what are we, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And so it caused a huge argument, Mm -hmm. you know, over me just asking a question Mm -hmm. and I was the worst person in the world. And I was, you know, it was just, it was bad. And so in that moment, I began to realize that this is not the place that I want to be and I deserve more. Um, And I think for a lot of women, it doesn't go from that person being super nice to them, busting you upside the head the next day. There's a progression that we don't notice. Yeah. We're part of that progression a lot of times because we don't stand up for ourselves when certain things happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And also because that's just, part of what we saw growing up we didn't see super healthy relationships so it's like if there's a glimmer of hope then this is my person and I better take it but yeah um those narcissistic tendencies they are very nuanced a lot of times and it also they also pretend to be the victim Mm -hmm. that's that's a big part of it they turn you into the villain you're the person that's being attacked, but you're also the villain. It's crazy, but it is crazy. <laughs> well, I when they um, I saw I was thinking while you were talking is when you 
feel that isolation or in that isolation, I mean, that's even a form of control, you know, of how that they control you. And also, I was thinking about your huge argument, but it's because you were questioning his discrepancies. How dare you, Dina? How dare I? How dare I ask the person who's supposed to be my best friend and my my go-to person to discuss anything and everything? How dare I ask him? Well, you said, and I can't remember specifically what it was, but it it, it was probably something around the house. And here's the other thing. Um, Not that no men do chores that's not what I'm saying and he Mm -hmm. definitely was a guy that did chores I can give him credit for that Mm -hmm. however I did most of the housework okay Mm -hmm. and I have a problem with that but if I'm doing the housework you don't get to critique or judge Mm -hmm. how I do the housework right I didn't start doing it this way last week. I've been doing this this way for however many years before we got together. And it wasn't a problem before. So why is it a problem now? It it was just something to just continue to try to put his thumb on me Mm -hmm. so that he can always pinpoint and control me, even with things like who wants to control how you do laundry? Like who cares as long as the laundry's done? Exactly. (laughs) But it would be things like that. And I got to the point where I think that, you know, when with the laundry, I was like, well, you know what? I'll do my laundry and the kids' laundry, and you can do your laundry. (laughs) Because I think that's a great solution if you don't like the way, because I don't like other people doing my laundry. I don't. My mom hasn't done my laundry since I was 16, 17 years old. So, and I, because she, because I wanted to do my own laundry. So if you, we have a problem with the way um, someone does something, we should take it upon ourselves, right? But instead of doing that, he immediately acted like he was a victim mm-hmm. over something as simple as laundry or something as simple as paying. I mean, it would be the dumbest stuff. It would be the dumbest stuff. But yeah. he would immediately put a sign on his back that he was a victim. Um, And uh, that's one way that a lot of men try to control their women. And they may not be narcissists and they may not have narcissistic tendencies, but they may have insecurities that they don't realize that they are pushing down the throats of the people that love them the most. Mm -hmm. And we're in a day and age now where we ain't putting up with that stuff. So you know, if you want to get a good woman and you want to keep her, you might want to work on you instead of trying to work on her because she's her problem and you are your problem. We all got stuff we need to work on. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah we all got stuff we need to work on, but continuing to continuing to just break somebody down with every little thing that you don't like is weird to me because you didn't have to get in a relationship with that person. You could just not be with them. Or if you're with them, just leave if they're not the right person. Um, But narcissists don't do that. They don't do that because they have to have someone to control. That power, they like feeling that controlling power, it sounds like. Yep. So one thing I've thought about also in this situation is boundaries and your core values. 
I think there is a book called Boundaries and there's one for kids, but there's also one for adults. And I think if we know and set our boundaries and our core values, I mean, when you started describing him, he sounded like a dreamboat. I mean, even your, um, you know, beliefs were aligned. So that's, you know, that's uh, amazing. But like you said, it's over time and it's subtle and you don't even realize it until like you were saying, you were sitting there and you, you didn't have your friends, your closet was full of clothes you don't wear anymore. So I think one remedy that we can use is to know our core values, know our self-worth and set those boundaries and stick to them. Because when you set them and stick to them, that's true to who you are. You know, it's true to who you are in the audience too. So you can stand on those. And when somebody, if they lie, I mean, that's a, an alert. Alert flag should go up. You know, if they start making you feel less than, that's another alert. So you can go by that and check it off. And, you know, ever how many, you can set a threshold, you know, five alerts. Okay, we're done. <laughs> or it depends on how bad, you know, how bad they are. You know, maybe one is really bad. Of course, if they're abusive or verbal abuse, it's really hard to uh, deal with. So, um, so when you said y'all were together eight years. So when in this eight year relationship, did you start? taking the steps, some of the steps you talked about today to eliminate this person. That is a really clear, that's a really good question. And I can clearly in my mind see and remember the moment when I changed my mind, but I can't tell you how far that was between when we broke up. Um, It was a good while. It was a good while. It it probably was a couple of years. Yeah. So here's the thing that a lot of people don't think about. Um, oh, why some women won't leave finances. Um, mm-hmm. you do have some sense of security to a degree, or at least you think you do, um, mm-hmm. when you stay. Um, I found for me, because I've always had my own way of of, of you know, having finances. I I already had a business. Mm -hmm. Um, I had not created, like you said, a lot of boundaries and held to them because that was something that I was not taught. Mm -hmm. Um, The one person that did teach me about my, uh, teach me about boundaries was the same person that was breaking them. And so a lot of times that, that in itself, creates another um, form of trauma Mm -hmm. that we don't always have language for. And I didn't have language for it. Um, For me, some of the things that it was a little easier for me to get out than it is for some women because they have leaned on um, that man or that person for so long Mm -hmm. that now doing the work themselves it just seems like it's impossible but I promise you it's not Mm -hmm. right like when you have small kids some people someone will say well I can't work from home or I can't get a job because my baby's small yeah in this day and age now you could work right from your cell phone like I'm I'm you know we're we're doing this from two different places we're not in the same room I'm talking to you on my cell phone right like we make excuses sometimes for actually doing the work because it's hard I get it it's hard 
But if we want better, we have to do it. Um, so for me, you know, I started saving money. Um, I did not tell my dad right away. I mm. didn't know what my dad would do. Mm. Um, and I, so I did not tell my dad right away. But mm. once I had prepared myself enough, I called him one day and I was like, so next weekend I need you to come up here with a truck because I'm coming home. Mm. So um, sometimes we just literally have to just, completely break ties I did not want to move home there's so many different parts of these types of situations that I get it why some people you know the embarrassment of your relationship not working the shame that we feel sometimes the things that people that should be loving on us and supporting us while we're going through this sometimes they will say little crazy stuff to us too and so just trying to maneuver through all of that, it can seem like a lot, but I promise you on the other side, you'll be proud of yourself and you'll be happier and better for it. Yes, most definitely. Because each little, you know, knock on you or negative impact on you, it's just, it's crushing your spirit, you know, and I can see that your spirit is coming to life. You know, you look bright and shiny again. I love your smile. You have a beautiful smile. But when people are like that, it's like they just have your spirit in their hand and they're just crushing, 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 crushing every little thing and negative thing that they do. So, you know, and I look like this the entire time. Let's be clear. I'm this. This is how I show up. This is how I look. This is who I am. So a lot of people expect you to be run down, hair Mm -hmm. undone. You know, they there's no one way that a battered woman looks right there's there's not and that was even an issue because this is how I look people didn't get it Mm. oh your skin's clear and you did your makeup you can't be a big really Mm. you know um the last thing that I'll say um is it was really important to me that I not continue um, trauma and pass it down to my children. Right. And so, and, and it's so crazy how we can teach and instill things in our children that we won't do ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so there were times that my kids would be like, mama, this is crazy. <laughs> Like this is this is this is Looney Tunes. Like no, mm-hmm. and it, those were the moments where I really, really, and it's sad to say, but they were parenting me in those moments. Mm-hmm. Thank God they did. Yes. Um. And so you know, who's to say? And my son, he's the most sweet, kind, polite, mm-hmm. loving, caring courteous young man that I've ever laid eyes on God just made him that way oh. I'm sorry I probably closed my eyes and I was talking about him because everything <laughs> I just so true but um who's to say that he would have stayed that way if he would have continued seeing his stepdad treat me that way right because he, kids do what they see not yes. what we tell them Who's to say my daughters, they may have found some cuckoo dude somewhere and been, you know, going through what I was going through or worse. Right. Right. 
Mm-hmm. We think a lot of times that um, that things will be different the next go round. Mm-hmm. But if we didn't do anything different, we've set our children on the same paths that we're on. And that's not fair. I love that. That is so true. And they do watch everything. And that is how they learn. And you are so courageous to protect them and to remove them from that situation. If nothing else, it taught your daughter who not to be around if she saw in, you know much of that. So that's very courageous and brave. And I really appreciate you coming on today and to talk about your story and to share and you're going through your healing. And I know it's a, it's a healing process. It doesn't happen overnight. Know that for a fact, but you sound very grounded. You sound very determined and courageous to make it through and to help others. So you were saying that you had um, a program to help others. Do you still meet with women to help them in a group or? Oh, yes, absolutely. So I have a special event that I do once a month um, virtually, and it's called Get Ready With Me. And I did not realize when I launched Get Ready With Me what its purpose would be. But it's simply a space where you can go for positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm God's girl. Let's be very clear. I love me some Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to be, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> but you don't have to be, um, a religious person or have a particular belief system. This is a space where women of all ages, races, um, socioeconomic backgrounds come literally for positive vibes literally. So um, we talk, we do icebreakers, we do some networking. Um, I normally have one um, topic of focus and we'll kind of go around and talk about that with the ladies that want to talk because Mm -hmm. you don't even have to turn your camera on. We we do it via Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I tell the ladies, you can show up in, in your in your um, lounge clothes if you want to. Most of the time I have on a robe because it's get ready with me. And so how do you look when you're getting ready? What are you wearing when you're getting ready? Right. Um, sometimes ladies come and do their makeup. Sometimes they're eating their midday snack. Um, but it's just a fun place to come and vibe out and possibly Mm-hmm. Um, meet some new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a really, really amazing time this past Sunday. We had it, and um, the connections that were made were phenomenal. Women mm-hmm. that don't know each other, that live in different states. And um, one lady said, Hey, I was just in so and so, and I'm getting ready to get on the plane because I, I'm leaving New York because I had to come visit my daughter. And one of the ladies that was on there, it lives in is, and is from New York. I'm like, Hey, connect with me. If she needs anything, you can reach out to me. Oh, Those awesome. are the type of connections that are made every time we have get ready with me. So that's a monthly event. Our next one is October 16th, which is a Sunday and till 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. And you can go to my website and um, click on the link and register for free. It's a free event. That's awesome. And what is your website? Let's find, tell people how to connect with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
Um, you can go to revealcosmeticsonline.com and you'll find our events page there and you'll see all of the events that are coming up. We do Get Ready With Me almost every single month. Um, we're having it this month, but then we're going to have something a little more involved in November because that's my birthday month. So Ooh, um, we'll be cutting up between now and the end of the year. That's fantastic. Well, happy early birthday. And I'm so happy that you could join today. And everyone, you can connect with Dina at revealcosmeticsonline.com. And I will have that in the uh, notes as well. So I'm so happy. I think you've given some people some strength. You've given them some support and evidence that they can break free from whatever is holding them back, whatever is trying to control their life that is not aligned with God. I mean, I'm a believer, so I'm going to say God. Other people might be aligned with something else, but um, there, is, there is a way out. There is hope. You do not have to stay where you're at and you can get help. So I appreciate you so much. And I look forward to connecting with you on the Get Ready With Me. That sounds like a fabulous positive. Yeah, come, hang out with us. come hang out with us. You'll have so yeah. much fun. I promise you. Thank, you'll have so much fun. Yeah. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. This has been amazing. Yes, you're so welcome. Thank you for joining us today on the 360 Network for Women and Real Heart Talk podcast. We're so happy you could join and hope you stay tuned for the next episode.